And welcome back, everyone. You know what that music means. It is time for a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Ty. I'm Jackson. Now, we're going to switch things up a little bit. In lieu of the presidential debate that happened last night, we are going to forgo talking about music and become a political talk show. So, Ty, you want to take us away? (laughs) All right. Uh... I'm not a fan of neither Trump or Clinton. I don't really have any side on this. The whole debate is just stupid. Exactly. <laughs> They're both bad. I mean, there's nothing you could say. I'd rather have a penguin for president. So if we can get that going, penguin 2K16 or whatever. Penguin yeah, 2K16. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be more effective, I think. Yeah, I second Jackson. We're all in, we're all in fucking trouble. This is how yeah. I feel about the presidential election right here. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. It's yep. like a comedy show. It's a freak uh, show. It really is. It's a freak show. It exactly. Is. That should be an American Horror yep. Story season named after it. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, so we only talk politics every once in a while here, and it's really not worth going into now because we have so much other stuff to talk about, and who doesn't want to talk about music? So right now, let's start off with a couple of quick stories, and I'll start us off right away. The band Chasing Safety and... I think they pronounce it Migosh because I've seen them a couple times live. It's Chasing Safety and Migosh have signed with Outer Loop Records. I believe they're both working on brand new albums. And I think the big thing to note here is Migosh used to be with Revival Recordings. I think this is the first time a band has left to go to the other record label. And I personally have never heard of Outer Loop Records. Have either of you? Nope. I have. But it's a management company, too, as well. Maybe that's where I know them from originally. I think they're trying to make moves as a label then. And I'm interested to see what they do. I thought Revival handled things well. It wasn't a like bad parting. It just seemed like that was the right step for their career. And they wished them luck and both parted on equal ways. It seems like that's a good move for all involved. Yeah, I was about to ask you, like, how was your reaction to how Magash leaves your favorite band's recording label to go <laughs> sign with a bigger one? I guess, who else is with Outer Loop? Do you know anyone else with Outer Loop right now besides Chasing Safety? None I could think of. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. And since this happened relatively recently, I didn't get a chance to look up. But, hey, if that works best for them, that's fine. I've seen them live. I think they're a good band. I think they're working on their sophomore album, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe they just weren't going in the same direction that Revival thought they should be, or who knows what happened, but it seems like everyone's on good terms, which is all that really matters. Yeah, I think all these labels today have like a particular theme or like style to go upon, because you hear Blue Swan record bands sound exactly like, like Swancore, if you will, then Out of Loop. I think Revival's going with a, like a particular theme that Alessandra wants to go in. So It's a complete possibility. So yeah, that was just a quick news one. I do like Chasing Safety as well. They're another band that used to tour with Alisana a lot. And they actually are the band that formed after one of the previous breakdowns from the past as well. So I'm sure we'll talk about them at some point. That was us from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Us from the outside. Say, yeah. I was about to say, for those who are listening, fun fact. Of course, people don't know this, but Ernie, who used to be the drummer in first from first to last before they brought back Derek Bloom, used to drum for us from outside before he started doing production work with Taylor Larson in Maryland. Yeah, oh. so bunch of news there. See, that worked out perfectly. So now, a quick aside as well, band story of the year is teasing new music for 2017. They posted on their Facebook page. 
that they are bringing out new music and they're fucking stoked to be doing it in 2017, which is pretty interesting. I'm, I'll be happy to hear them. I'll be happy to hear them because I've been a fan of Story of the Year since uh, Until the Dying Day. Absolutely. And, now, and then the news came out that uh, their former bassist, Adam Russell, and the guitarist, uh, Ryan Phillips, uh, finally completed their documentary, which is called Who, Say, Who Killed or Saved the Music Industry. And it's finally going to be screened everywhere. And then they're going to work out the distribution for a digital and physical DVD release and hopefully a worldwide release for those who didn't donate to their Kickstarter. I think we might have to watch that and talk about it on the show. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to mention that, <laughs> saying that we're going to have to check that out because it looks really cool. I've really only heard about two songs by them, to be honest, but wow. I'm a fan of new music, so as soon as this comes out, I'm sure I'll be listening to it and we'll be discussing it on the show, so pretty stoked for that. New music coming out 2017, very nice. And now, I think this is the last news story anyways, before we get into you know tons of new music as well as <laughs> reviews and everything, but... Brand New went ahead and they sent out emails to their followers of their newsletter and then Alt Press and a whole bunch of other places have been reporting it. But it was basically saying that they had originally announced that they were going to put out a new album in 2016. It doesn't seem like they're going to be able to do that now. They're still not even sure, I mean at least what this email letter said, is that they're still not sure they're even going to make that new album, but for the rest of their tour that they're doing right now, they're going to be doing The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me complete from front to back, plus a larger set every single night. So that's pretty cool, at least. Yeah, I mean, at least it gives the fans something to like look forward to besides, like, of course everybody's been wanting a new album from Brand New, but then themselves felt like it's not really a complete album if you will because they have some songs but there are some songs or material that's not really like come to fruition and not materialize fully completely so yeah it definitely gives fans not to feel let down about but they're still going to see them live and they're going to hear their favorite album played from front to back like how slipknot had um iowa played at Knotfest just uh, i think a day or so ago yeah i want to read the last line of the letter here what's left should be a strange demise but hopefully one as loud and as fun as the rest of our time together has been. All are invited. Please send flowers. There you go. Ooh. Ominous. Hey. So dramatic. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, hey, we'll see. Maybe we'll get new brand new music. Maybe we won't. I wish they were coming somewhere closer to Boston. They're not. Are either of you able to go to this tour? I'm not even exactly sure when they're going to come to New York, but... I know people who are big brand new fans and live streaming it on their phones or taking short videos and posting it on Facebook and all that stuff. So I'll be in the loop. So Jackson, you had mentioned something kind of interesting off air. Would you like to say <laughs> that on air? Uh, you mean the part where I said that the devil and God are raging inside of me is probably the only good album they have? What Was it something like that? <laughs> so you wanted your third strike. I was just literally just about to say that, like, oh shit, this might be my last one, my last episode. <laughs> Look, Man. it's a great album. It is a great it is album. It's a good album. I love it. That's the band, or that's the album that got me into the band. And then I was like, oh cool, this band is really good. And then I started looking at all their other stuff, and I just didn't like it as much as I did that album. I mean, there's a couple good tracks off of the other ones, uh, including Daisy. Is that the one with the fox on the front, right? 
But you're yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so you didn't like I find it hard to believe that you didn't like their first two albums. Um I got into them because of the Your Favorite Weapon album. Yeah. Your favorite weapon in Deja and Tendu. And Deja and Tendu is good too. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. I'm just Wow. Just didn't dig it. Yep. Oh, Jackson. We're yeah. all shaking yeah. the I audience. Think go back and, I think y'all need to go back and revisit that album again, Jackson, because there's some diamonds that you're missing completely. Eh, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I just, I don't know what it was. It's just the, the only one that touched me was the devil and God raging inside of me. I don't know why. I, to me, that whole album from front to back is good. So to know think, that they're going to be doing that on a tour, hopefully they play brand new, brand new music on this tour also, just like... <laughs> Sneak it in at the very end, just like. Well, they have the way, that one song out, one new track. Well, yeah, yeah but maybe like another one because they. I think in the email they did say they had a, about three or four songs completed, but they just don't feel like it's fit for the album yet. So maybe they'll play a couple of teasers. Probably just do like being as the ocean did and release singles all the time. Yeah, but Jackson, I think you have homework to do. <laughs> I think that's at least for the next couple of days before you know, like everyone should know, we record this earlier in the week. And then the new music comes out the next day. I think, yeah, you have a little bit of time in between that. I think you need to be listening to some of the old brand new stuff. Thank you so much, Ian. No problem. I try to help as much. you bestowed this upon me. This task. You're working on four strikes, buddy. (laughs) I think that covers news for now. We're going to leave Jackson alone on that one. And we're going to move on for a second. So who wants to take the first new song we've got going? Uh, Green Day uh, releases a song still breathing off their new album, Revolutionary Radio or Radio Revolution. Well, let's talk to Green Day's biggest fan, Jackson, and see what he <laughs> thinks of this new song. Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm a really big Green Day fan, and I really do like the new song. They've definitely matured a lot, obviously, as they've gotten older. As many probably would know, it's definitely not as good as their older stuff, but it is a really good song. I don't mind listening to it. I'll be getting it on my phone. It's It really is a good one, and I'm glad to see they're not slowing down and glad to see that they're not putting out bad music. Like I personally didn't like any of the Uno Dos Tres albums no or anything did. like that. That kind of just tarnished them, and you, you know you hate for a band of that caliber to go out like that. So hopefully if they do make this their last album, it's a good one, so they go off on a good note. Kind of yeah. like winning the Super Bowl and retiring. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Billy Armstrong said prior to that, uh, the first singles released that, that they felt that Uno, Dos, and Trace didn't really represent them as well as it should, but they just want to make an album that's not so much of us, like a make-under, as like a make-over or something like that, whatever the words were. Well, I mean... So, yeah. I guess I, mean, I, I like that. I mean, I like the song, but it's not... Uh, I didn't really like it as much as the first single they released because I think the first release was like more like with their early pop-punk days. Yeah, I guess Billy Joe is doing a whole ton of acting work now. He's got some movie coming out, I think, where he's... Yeah, I saw the trailer yeah. for it. It's actually... It looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it might be worth checking out. He's also doing like an episode of Drunk History or something like that. So he's got a lot of stuff he wants to do, that's for sure. For me, this track, it's pop punk. And for me, that doesn't really necessarily represent Green Day. Green Day, for me, has been more of the... At least more of the punk style compared to the pop style this one completely if you play that track for me i would not know it's green day you kind of hear the voice i'm like that's billy joe armstrong singing like that doesn't sound like him right and that's fine i mean if that's what they're going for that's great 
But if I, like we talked about, whether or not it was worth going to see Green Day, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if they didn't push back the tour, because I know the band was sick, I believe, recently. Yeah, the band was sick, and they canceled, I think, the first couple of dates on the tour. Yeah, so they just canceled it and didn't move them. So no, I think so. Well, if they did that, and they didn't move them, then that means that I think they're here in Boston on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. And you now, will not be going. Right. I already have plans. <laughs> but I also would not cancel them to go see this, because... I just, I don't know. If I saw them do that track, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I mean, we're about to talk about a pop punk song that I think destroys that one. So mm. it's just Before like, Before eh. that, Ooh. I want to go back to the strikes. This was, Green Day is the band that got you your first and only strike, Mr. Ian. Damn straight. And I wiped it out. You said American Idiot isn't the best album. It isn't. It's Actually, I didn't even think you had it top three or anything. I have it bottom near of Mice and Men cold world oh no <laughs> shut up that, that's I, another strike on its own right there what <laughs> ian, you're just I, like you're just making it worse i shouldn't have brought it up you should not have brought ian, it up on this, ian on the scale of cold world what do you rate this green day single compared to cold world oh it's Ooh. i mean it's a masterpiece i should own it on vinyl <laughs> <laughs> oh man we did we didn't mention this i think it was last week and look i honestly thought we were going to go through a whole episode without mentioning of mice and men but since it was brought up did you guys see the cover of revolver magazine not yet who was on it it's the a cover mice and- that said they're like the best or some album of the year something yeah like i that. did not it now said I that, gotta go. Now I gotta go see it now. No, go ahead. I I tweeted the post. I think it was or retweeted from Revolver and asked Revolver. I and said, he "Look, quoted it. yeah." I was like, "Is this sarcastic?" Because the thing was, they worked their way back from death to make the best metalcore album of the year, and wow, that's just insane. It's absolutely yeah, I insane. I don't consider Cold World a metalcore album at all. No, that's so yeah, that's the first thing. Right, that's the first thing. You're both absolutely right on that. The second thing is. I wouldn't even call it best new metal band album because I'd give that to Kane Hill, if anything. So I, I don't know where they're going with it, but that was crazy. So I have to pick up the magazine at some point just to read what they're saying about it because I just can't believe it. I'm probably going to be around the Union Square Barnes & Noble sometime this weekend. Yeah, that's Revolver trying to stretch out something that's like it wasn't meant to be to begin with. I agree. Buy well, it and burn it. Whoa, hey. Boom. Damn. That's it. Problem solved. Don't even have to complain about it anymore. It's Fl- gone. Flames fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. No more talk of a mice and men. So Sorry, I went emo for a sec. <laughs> now we're on. As it is, they announced their brand new album, OK, coming on January 20th of 2017. And they released their first track, the title track, OK. Now, Jackson, you gave this one a listen, right? What'd you think? I really liked it. Me too. I think it's a bit. Yeah, I'm glad you do. I was actually worried you weren't gonna like it. What? Because it's a huge step up from their old stuff, and I actually did like their old. Well, I don't mean old as in like years back. Right. They're pretty new, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Their previous album, it was a really good, solid album. Almost every song really was good. You know, they jumped to stardom. You know, pretty quickly. They're out there now as you know one of the punk heavyweights. I think. Yeah. And this song cemented it. This wasn't like a you know, that one album that is good and that's the only album they got. It looks like they're going to have another good album and it might even be better. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for as well. And yeah, I mean, it definitely, I think this one leaned more on the poppy side. But this was one where I still felt the punk 
in it. And right. that's why I compare this to the new Green Day song. And I go, this knocked it out of the park compared to the Green For Day sure. song because it had that punk feel to it as well. And it still had that, like, you just want to jump around and have fun to it, you know? Yeah. And that's all that and matters with the pop whole punk. Theme. No, I agree too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think this is one of those ones where I can feel us telling a story when we do the review for this album when it comes out because it looks like they're trying to tell some type of story at least. Agreed. Yeah, the whole theme that they're doing is like some sort of 1950s back to like kind of like the Fallout day, like the yeah, Fallout video right. game kind of setting. And it looks super cool. And they're releasing all these videos with, with like them on like an old style tv mm-hmm. and just the whole they i think they even made a alternate twitter yeah called they did. like okayville or something like that yep. it, it looks really cool i'm so stoked for another single i'm really excited for it yeah it reminds me of the movie pleasantville ah yes which works out pretty well because i do enjoy that movie we might have to do that on ian hates movies actually I like that Shame. one you probably have to that'd be a lot of fun well that's good so look it's still in january so we have plenty of time Hopefully, oh, yeah. like I don't want to be in January at all right now. I'm still missing summer. I walked out of my apartment recently and it was so cold. I couldn't take uh, it. And it's only in the 50s. <laughs> I'm still like, today, shit, it's fucking cold. The today fall of and yesterday New were the first cold days of Texas over here. And I am loving it. And it's going to go back to heat tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm still going to wear a long sleeve because I miss <laughs> I'm going to miss it. Wait, what's... I have the windows open in the house. I love the cold so much. Wait, what's cold heat. though? What is it? For you. Okay, for, wait. Yeah, for Texas, what is rewind, it, 77? Yes. Okay, I don't want to say it's that cold. It's only like 60. Okay. It's not really cold, but it's in Texas, it's either freezing cold or it's boiling hot. So we, just about a week ago, were at 95, 98, oh, 99. So Love it. And then it just dropped down to like 60 degrees overnight. Gotcha. And that's and it just felt so good. It really did. And <laughs> I love it when, when the ch- weather changes. Because I don't know what it is. It's like this chemical shit just comes up in my body, and it makes me want to listen to like other bands. I'm serious. All like, right, have it. you ever like been in a situation and you want to hear different bands because of the situation you're in? Like, there's mm. cold weather bands, there's heat bands. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. I, I can't understand what you're saying though. I can't I'm understand not kidding. What you're when the cold hits, I start listening to Pierce the Veil, Amity Affliction, just like old jams, like. <laughs> It's, it really is. It's weird. Yeah, and then it like, I, gives me, like, nostalgia feels and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I think there's, like, this particular band that you could listen to for, like, uh, like whether it's, like, a summer feel or a winter feel or a fall feel. Yeah, I definitely understand because I think when I was a kid, I started feeling that same type of way about certain music I used to listen to back then. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Ian's looking at me like I'm stupid. Yeah. Well, no, not that you're stupid. It's just I'm <laughs> used crazy. to people. I'm used to people saying things about that with food. <laughs> For me, I understand more of your like emotional state of what type of music right. you would listen to, like when you're sad, when you whatever it happens to be. But temperature-wise, has never affected the type of bands that I listen to. Besides, if you want to say like, hey, these are warp tour bands because that's a summer tour compared to something in the winter maybe but jackson i will tell you right now let's just switch places you go ahead and you live in (laughs) you live in boston i will go live in texas well i don't know about boston (laughs) i can only imagine like traffic and shit up there and snow yeah i would take the weather though i would love the boston weather yeah allegedly the allegedly the fall in new england like boston and connecticut and stuff is really good like the colors and the smell or something like that i wouldn't know i'm doing podcasts every night 
invested in a really expensive shovel. Is is this true? Yes, you definitely need a shovel. You need to carry it around with you everywhere you go because you never know when it's going to drop eight feet of snow on you. Like tomorrow it could snow. <laughs> That's just the way New England is. Mm. It's fucked up. All right. <sighs> let's go on to one more, one more really pop band before we get into some other music. So Set It Off has their new, <laughs> their new track, Upside Down. Upside Down, the album as well, comes out on October 7th. Now, this is a band I don't know if we've ever even talked about on the show yet. Reason for it. Yes. I was going to say that. <laughs> this this track is the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. What's sad is, I remember, and it sounds cliche to say, I remember watching Set It Off in small clubs multiple times. They were doing the punk My Chemical Romance thing, and it was awesome. They did such a good job. I really liked their lead singer's voice. Like, they were cool guys. Like, it just, it was great fun, energetic, but with a, I don't know, it was a hint of something, like, aggressive that was really nice. And then they just completely realized, hey, we are a pop band. And we can make pop music and make a lot of money. Yeah, and they just completely did a 180. And this song, I don't hear any of the old set it off in it. I don't hear anything. And that's been the way it was, I think, for the last album as well. I tried. I wanted to support them. But this is just not my band anymore. And that's fine. Good for them. But I just can't do it. Yeah, I, f- I first saw Set It Off when uh, Story of the Year did the Page Avenue 10th anniversary tour oh, yeah. on the Screaming Like You Mean It tour with Hawthorne Heights and like Moths of Flames. And Set It Off was one of those bands playing. And when I first saw them live, they put on a really good set and everybody like was very receptive to them. Everybody got crazy. Everybody sang along and all that stuff. And that's what made me want to listen to Set It Off originally. But now they've just been going downhill from there. I think this will be the last time we talk about set it off i don't i would recommend and look we can put it up to a vote i would recommend we don't take our time to listen to this when it comes out on october 7th yeah i'll still I be agree. focusing on i'll be focusing too much on fifth hurricane dance gavin dance and them absolutely okay if we're okay with that hey look if you like really poppy music go ahead listen to set it off maybe you'll enjoy yourselves but i highly doubt we're going to be doing an album review for it so there you go that's our last time talking about set it off most likely <laughs> Yes, the Devil Wears Prada releasing the new song to the key of Evergreen off their new album Transit Blues. I really, really love the song. It's definitely another step of the evolution of Devil Wears Prada music. Uh, a lot. The reception has been extremely well so far, and people were calling it a closer kind of track, and it's more mature. And I kind of got a little bit of like the the God Alone vibes, like the side project from Mike and the guitar player. Because Agreed. there's certain spoken word parts and there's certain like instrumental breaks, like the very soft like keyboard instrumental breaks. It's a very, very good structured kind of song. I'm completely in love with this song. <laughs> this is just another sign telling me that this new album is going to be amazing. Their last track, Daughters, I thought was amazing. This track is even better than that. So for me, man, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first heard it, I even got the chills. I was like, man, this is what I wanted because they completely took the next step. When you're a band that I think this is their seventh album, when you're seven albums deep, what else can come up in your mind that's completely different than any of your previous albums? Well, they continue to keep doing that. And Key to Evergreen is just another example of how they do that. They can still jam as hard as they can, just like in Daughters, and then they can come out with 
just amazing tracks like this that really anybody can get into. And kudos to them. They're killing it. They really are. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to be happy right now that I agree with both of you. I really do. Really, really do enjoy (laughs) this track a lot. But the one thing I disagree with you about is I did not like that first track. I do not like that song. I think we talked about it on the show. That just yeah, did, did not yeah. That yeah. just did not connect with me whatsoever. And I was very worried about that album because of that song. Now with this one though, I am very, very energized and very excited about it. So that comes out Transit Blues on October seventh. Very much looking forward to this now. And yeah, I thought they did a great music video for it as well. They're putting a lot of extra effort into their work and it's paying off yeah i think they're incorporating a little bit more of like the bluesy like garagey kind of sound from god alone into their new music and it's definitely uh putting a new twist on something that they've already been doing before but just more advanced and more mature for sure and we'll definitely be talking about this album soon so yeah i'm so confident that this album is Uh-oh. gonna be amazing that i already have the vinyl yes what? you heard me the vinyl is pre-ordered with oh, a hoodie man. on its way yeah you heard that right here's the ladies and gentlemen it will be added to the vinyl masterpiece collection because i know it's gonna be amazing yeah i'll probably be on the compact disc for me uh, <laughs> now that's right here to see that and the- <laughs> jackson that's a jackson guarantee and if it doesn't come true and the album blows, then we'll kick Jackson off the show. Off the oh, show. Yep. boy. <laughs> and then everybody's happy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. Jackson, you're on the edge right now. <laughs> yep. And it's weird, Jackson. I, I don't know what's happened. My computer is malfunctioned or something. I don't know what's oh, going God. on. Could you I know go. You're being sarcastic. Never, never on this show. Would you oh, do me no. a favor because, and I think Ty's having trouble with his connection as well. Would you oh. mind reading the next? new song just you know <laughs> i knew this was going to be directed towards me so um ian favorite, and band. favorite band in the whole entire world <laughs> attila of sharp tone records released a new track called ignite and another shocker <laughs> back-to-back new track single shockers i actually did like this song what this is this is a 10 times Probably a hundred times better song than the last one they did. Apology or whatever that shit was. This song is actually really good. (laughs) Watch See, okay, but when I mean good, I mean as compared to the last track. I still, I heard it. I said, oh, this is better than the last track. It's pretty good, but I don't catch myself listening to it. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's just a much better song than the last one. By far, in my opinion. The last song was shit. This one's <laughs> passable. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. See, what's, what's kind of funny about that was, so I didn't mind the first track. I, you know, I didn't mind Sorry. I thought it was very similar to Guilty Pleasures and whatnot. I thought this track was the exact same thing. Like, I didn't hear what? a difference. Yeah, I didn't hear a big there difference. Was screaming. I heard a little bit of a difference. Well, yeah, there was a little bit of some uncleans in there, for sure. But in general, just like the kind of going back and forth between the hip-hop rap to the screamo you know whatever deathcore scream whatever it to me speaking of which i heard i finally heard the fast like kind of rapping style again and that was missing from attila for quite some time now so there we go so that must be what jackson likes so much yeah Um, and and by the way good setup (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) 
I knew when I saw that track on the list of songs to review, I was like, I guarantee you I'm going to be the first one to talk about it. I will put all my money on that. I think I should be revoked to strike. No, don't go too far. You said some pretty, pretty crazy shit on this show. Oh, <laughs> There's a yeah, reason why those yeah. strikes are there. Well, let me just make this quick announcement then as well. So Chaos comes out on November 7th. So I'm oh, sorry, November 4th. So if you like the not two that tracks, it matters. yes, not that it matters, you know, it'll be weird. We'll go to review it, but the only person who'll be able to review it will be Jackson. So, oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. There. I wouldn't be surprised That's if I saw an Attila flag on his room wall. Oh yeah. He definitely got the pre-order. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I see all those arrows pointing in a circle. So I know he's getting his new tattoo. Oh no. God. <laughs> well, let me make it up to you, Jackson. Let me make it up to you. And why don't you go ahead and take the next song? Yes. Fit for a King. Ryan Kirby is a man of his word, and he guaranteed it. He said that Dead Memories is going to be the best song Fit for a King has ever written. And And I completely agree with Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King. It really is the best Fit for a King song there is. I am so proud of Fit for a King. Dallas band, I'm I'm waving my Texas flag over here. They are killing it. Solid State is killing it. They have released four straight bangers. I'm not kidding. This album is going to be incredible, and it might even be one of the albums of the year, possibly even number one. Damn. All, all I can say is that Augsburg is better for King need to tour now. So yeah. just so you know, though, they've done that many times before, right? But they, but they okay. it, what, just do it again. Do it again. Just do it again. Just do it again. <laughs> that way they can do that song for that, everybody. Yeah, that is true. That would be very nice. Yes. And for everyone who has not had a chance to hear it yet, because I believe I'm going to release it the day after this episode comes out, my conversation with Ryan Kirby will be out for everyone where we go ahead and we talk about a bunch of bunch of stuff about Death Grip and everything. So hopefully everyone enjoys that. And we do mention the song as well. Finally, to hear Ryan Kirby use his uh, voice a little bit more than just screaming. Doesn't he do it in Cold Room and Shadows and Echoes as well? Yep. I th- yeah, I think so, but I didn't really I couldn't really tell if it was him or if it was um Ryan Tuck O'Leary. I will say I love this I love this track as well, but I do find myself listening a lot more to Shadows and Echoes, and it's nothing against this track. I don't know why Shadows and Echoes just like stands out to me and I definitely bring it up in the conversation with Ryan Kirby as well because I point out a specific lyric that I love a lot. So that one just connected to me really well and I'm just Believe me, once you guys hear the talk, he mentions that every song on this album is different. You can tell that's yeah. the direction they were going yeah. in. It sounds once I great. Hear, once I hear the whole album, I could, pro- I could finally tell the difference between uh, Ryan Kirby's voice and Tuck's voice for sure. Oh, sure. And then uh, Bob also does some stuff too. Okay. Yeah, so there's a, bunch right. of, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So I am looking forward to October 7th very, very much. Yeah, hoping to hear some bands progress instead of regress. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I also. Know you guys like. Go. Sorry about this. Uh, I know you guys like Amity Affliction and Of Mice and Men. Fuck yeah. Um, the songs <sighs> Shine On and Bones Exposed. Ryan Kirby actually does vocal covers for those two songs and put it on his YouTube channel. Yeah, I saw he, the Bones Exposed one. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys should really check that out. It's it's so sick. And hearing his screaming and clean singing on those two bands, it really is cool. I honestly, I think he can sing in any metalcore band or metal band. Oh sure. Yeah, little do people little do people know that I think that the Bones Exposed cover was a little uh sneak peek of what you can expect from his vocal abilities on Death Grip. 
It's possible. I I did the the recent music mentorship program where I did three day webinar with Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King, and that was with uh, David, the drummer from For Today, hosting everything. And that was a lot of fun because they talked about vocals, they talked about starting a band, they talked about the business behind touring. All that stuff was really interesting. So if you guys ever want to check out other bands, other members that are doing stuff like that, check out the music mentorship online and see if you find something you like there because it's pretty damn interesting. But once again, Death Grip comes out October 7th. I am really, really, really looking forward to that. October 7th is going to be a great day. Get your pre-orders in now because they have a lot of cool shit too. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson, do you already have this one coming on vinyl? Oh, I don't actually, but oh, I do need to. Strike five. See, I only picked one of the October 7th ones because uh, Papa Jackson isn't exactly uh, rolling in the dough over here, so I'm not doing too hot. But I, I had to get that Devil Wears Prada vinyl. There you yeah, go. I need to start. I need to start being like Jackson and collecting vinyl a lot more because I have so much CDs. It's not even funny. It's more fun. It really is. I don't know. I have vinyls from certain bands. I don't even have a vinyl player, so it is there. It's good to collect them, though. That's that's all it is. It's just collecting them. I had a neck deep vinyl before I even had the record player. So oh damn. So don't need to feel shame in that, Mister Ian. I don't. I don't, Mister Jackson. <laughs> I won't call you Miss Jackson. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Don't start that. No. <laughs> We're just running with bits. We're just running with bits. Follow me to the show. <laughs> Let's move on. To Memphis Mayfire, they released This Light I Hold featuring Jacoby Shaddix. And it's off the new album. I think it's from the new album This Light I Hold as well. That's Everyone's been releasing their title tracks this week. So yep. I believe that comes out October 28th. I actually really liked it. I personally liked the first single they released first, Carry On. Yeah. But this does show that I think it really is going to be a good album. I like both tracks a lot. I do expect a little bit more from them because it's kind of the same formula they used in their previous album, Unconditional. So nothing's really changed. It's still good music. It's just I'm looking for the next step in Memphis Mayfire's journey that they're going on. And I really am excited for the album. And I really did enjoy Carry On. And that was way different than any of their previous stuff. So it got me excited. But then this kind of brought them back down to where they already were. So I'm going to wait on the next single to really, det- well, obviously the album, but <laughs> I'm sure a third single will also get me in the right direction of where they're going. Sure. Yeah, I think supposedly, I think Memphis Mayfire are fans of Papa Roach. I think that's why he guessed it on that song. Or I guess Papa Roach's new CD will probably have Maddie Mullins on a track as a return to favor kind of thing. Possible. I mean, Jacoby Shaddix is a good singer. He's a good, he a good yeah. He's a good alt rock singer, and Papa Roach have definitely evolved throughout the years. They're not the same band they were when they first started, so that's also yeah. pretty interesting too. Yeah, I, I like to the Infest album these past couple days. Do you still like it? Does it hold up? Yep, yep. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> <laughs> they went away from the rap rock about three albums in, and then they've just been a alt rock band since then. And I think they've done a much better job with that, even though. That album holds a special place for sure. Well, if you heard the song Gravity featuring Maria from In This Moment, he Jacoby raps again. Yeah, he'll do it every once in a while, but in most Papa Roach albums, it's just straight up rock. And they become and they become genty too. I don't know why. Recently? Yeah, uh, Pop, Papa Roach became a gent band in the the Fear album. But does it oh, gen- a couple tracks they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a couple tracks. As, as soon as my friend sent me the track, like, oh, Papa Roach went gent, and I'm like, holy shit. 
Well, I will say before we move on from this one that I did like this as well. I thought this was good. Once again, it's Maddie singing about himself, which is what we talked about with Carry On. I mean, that's a that's a given. It's a given. It's all about him. And that's fine because you can try and relate it to your own life as well. I think they did a good job with the music video. The only thing I was surprised about is I think they lost a couple of perfect opportunities for like a real breakdown. I was expecting, I you know what I mean? There was that one time where he's on the stand and he's giving his yep. own speech and there's this big, big lead up. Like there's going to be this huge breakdown crescendo. And instead oh it just goes God. back to Jacoby singing again. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, no, that's perfect. <laughs> like, where'd you um, go? I'm, I'm so glad you brought that scene up because yeah. I remember I was looking at the music video and hearing the song, just the song itself, the lead up isn't exactly as hard or expected as much as you think but when you're watching the music video it looks like he is just about to tear the court apart yeah right when he starts going to his face and then he just completely switches over to jacoby and i was like what the fuck that was supposed to be the thing that saved this track now make it like amazing now ty does that count as them like trolling the fans you think or is that something so yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) on purpose troll right yeah, it was kind of strange because, once again, he's talking about in the song how people don't believe in him or moving on without him, whatever it happens to be. So, yeah, maybe that was just a fuck you to people. Like, we don't have to work <laughs> with your formula. But it seemed like they were working more with the formula by not doing it than they yep. were by, <laughs> by doing it. So, oh well. Just when you thought Memphis Mayfire cared about their fans, that was a big middle finger to them. I really do like Memphis Mayfire and all their music. But I just feel like they're on the tip. Like, they're so right there to become way bigger than they already are. Like, they have it. They have the talent. But I don't know what it is that they're just missing something. It's probably the lyrics. It's probably what he's singing about. I bet you that's it. I bet you people see it as too self-centered. Memphis mm-hmm. Mayfire had me at sleepwalking. I think, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. You, I you lost, could be right. I really don't. They lost me at Unconditional. I like Challenger a lot. I thought Challenger was very good. And I think it got overplayed. Maybe I overdosed on it a little bit too much. But Uh, Unconditional, I really didn't connect with. And then now I'm enjoying what they're putting out. So I'm definitely going to be giving this one a listen. I'm hoping they bring me back in. But they did lose me a little bit with Unconditional. uh, Before we we go on the tours, I want to say a new corn song with Corey Taylor is coming out on the day when this episode comes out. Oh, very nice. Okay. I'll look forward to that. Can't wait. Yeah, that'll be gold. All right, let's move on to tours now. So the first tour announced, and it's a big one, is the Panic at the Disco Death of a Bachelor tour. They're with Mr. Wives and Saint Motel. Saint Motel, I guess. I have never heard of either of those two bands. Me neither. I'm going to have to look it up. Now, for me, they're playing in Worcester. They're playing a big stadium in Worcester, You know, if you can say that, I guess. I doubt I'm going to make this tour. They're coming to New York City March 2nd, 2017 in Madison Square Garden. So that's going to be a super expensive ticket and it's probably going to sell out like that. Right. And I mean, I do want to see them live again. I mean, I'm sure they're going to put on a very expansive stage presence and stage show, which is interesting. But I just don't know if it's enough, especially since I haven't connected with their new stuff at all. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think Panic at the Disco is mainly just Brandon now and just a bunch of people behind them. It's not really like the band itself the way they were back in the day. 
That's true. Well, it's just Brendan Urie. Now. Yeah, it's just him. Right. It, he does all the instruments. He is so talented. I mean, kudos. He should just, oh, he should just so went by good. the name Brendan Urie and just kept yeah, going right. from there. I'm and not. Then you lose all the fans. Well, that's true. I'm not taking anything away from that's his a business talent. Move. Yeah. yeah, he's super talented. I mean, he just did that track with "Every Time I Die" as well. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. it's crazy. I love "Death of a Bachelor," so no discredit coming from my part. I, I love their new stuff. We're not surprised. I'm surprised you don't love oh, "Set God. It Off." <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm surprised it's not 21 Pilots, Set It Off. Uh, like, oh, I man. just, yeah, so much. Attila, you know. Just, you give Ian a little, just a little, just like, hey, I do like this one band that kind of sounds like soft stuff. And I take he it just, all. He holds on to that little thing and turns it into the biggest shit ever. It's all I've got yeah, in my Ian, life, Jackson. Yeah, Ian, you just basically <laughs> made uh, Jackson's dream tour lineup. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that is a question I like to ask bands when they're on the show. What oh tour God. would you like to throw and what bands would you like to have? And yeah, that's Jackson all the way. I know we're missing one other one. Who who else does he love? Doesn't he love some... Coldplay. Yes, Coldplay. There we go. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Yes, Shit. thank you. Well, you coughed it just like their music. So it's like a That'd bunch of... That would be who would be headlining, though. Yeah, that's a good question. Who would be headlining, Jackson? Coldplay. Oh... <laughs> Sounds they like sold the out worst. the Cowboys Stadium. They're selling out stadiums. Oh, they're selling they're out past all right. Arenas. They're imagine, selling, oh my god! Oh yeah, god. Imagine the Coldplay opened up with uh, "Shadow Moses" as their intro song. Uh-huh. Jackson, if you remember, that's from the stuff that they steal yeah, from yeah, "Bring Me yeah. the Horizon." Thank okay, you, thank you very much. Just checking. Um, if you want to get technical, Coldplay's "Head Full of Dream" album, which is the apparent copycat of "San Paterno," made way more money and oh yeah, it's better. So. You're right, Jackson, because we Drop do it. this show and we love music because of the money that's made from it, right? Hey, that's all I got, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's certainly no soul. That's that's for sure. <sighs> no, stop that. That's not true. <laughs> anyway, all right, we had our How fun. How we go from Panic at the Disco tour to me getting shit for liking Coldplay and 21 Pilots? It's just so easy. It's so well, much fun. Just to show you guys, and I know this will make you jealous. Oh, uh, since we're on tours this Friday, I'm going to see Ice Nine Kills, yeah, Secret, and all of them. So yeah, Woo! keep talking shit. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. I'm, uh, what's that word? I don't <laughs> oh, know, man. but I'm heated. All right. There you go. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Oh, dude, I'm so stoked. Uh, actually, I'm taking a lady friend, and oh, I fuck heard yeah. that it. Oh yeah. If oh, you you're gonna win! King, up, you're gonna win homecoming what? king and queen. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going for, dude. That I hope really so. Cool. Oh man! If we're, you, we're going, we're gonna do that. We're gonna dress up and do all the shit, and hopefully we get that. That would be so cool. If you win that, the first thing you have to say, besides thank you, of course, you know, be I nice know to him. Cool. Yeah, is be like, come on the show. That's <laughs> Please the, like, come the on next, the show, yeah. Spencer. That's the next He's question. Grab the mic and say, "Shout out to Ian Hates Podcast," and it, then drop the mic. Exactly. I'll tell you. Boys, I'm out. This weekend, Spencer, I guess, was traveling around, and he went to the high school where Scream was filmed. And he mentioned that Scream is his favorite all-time movie. Now, that's one of my favorite all-time... I know everything about Scream. We're doing a 20th anniversary huge show for that on Ian Hates Movies. So I tweeted him. I, I said, why doesn't he come on the show? Like, how amazing would that be to have a fellow Scream fan yeah. talk about Scream? And, of course, he didn't answer. Yeah, rest in, <laughs> rest in peace, Billy Loomis. And Stu Mocker. No, nah, I'm not really a Stu guy, but oh, Billy was my guy. Oh, you weren't a Stu guy? Oh. No, nah, Billy was my guy, though. Well, Billy was the one who was in charge of everything. That's Yes. Good old Billy. Jackson, have you seen the movie? 
Uh, I see the original one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not into the whole like show and all that new stuff. Oh, I'll tell you, the show actually isn't that bad. Really? It's yeah. on Netflix. I see it, and it's pretty high rated. So, but if you say it's good, and you're like really picky when it comes to movies and shows and shit everyone go listen to <laughs> hates movies where you can just see him Thank literally you. hate every single fucking movie that ever drops hey I'll most of the movies. movies we talk about i like the one that just came out 1408 i love love that movie oh that's a good one yeah i love that movie yeah that's a lot of fun we have a lot of fun with that one so that's a cusack right yep and sam jackson Okay, yeah, yeah, I like that movie a lot. Very good. All right, sorry, we went off on a tangent. All I know is, hey, (laughs) all you haters out there, get Spencer to come on the show and do, not only come on the show for music, but also to do the Scream special edition that we're going to do as well, because I think that'd be a lot of fun. I just want to talk to someone who knows the movie as well as I do. That'd be sick. That'd be sick, too. All right, let's continue on with tours. We had a little switcheroo. It turns out that, now we've talked about this a few times on the show back in the day, the yep. I Am Ghost Farewell Tour has been changed, or not tour, I guess just farewell show. Just the show. Yeah, that farewell show has been changed from October 22nd at Chain Reaction in California to now it's November 4th. And it's still a Chain Reaction, but they had to change it. So now, unfortunately, Farewell My Love cannot be on that show. So they're going to keep the original date of October 22nd at Chain Reaction, and they're going to have way more details coming soon. Now, that's unfortunate because I know Farewell My Love, especially if you listen to the conversation I had with Chad, they were really looking forward to doing that show. Unfortunately, yeah, things don't work out all the time. They're still keeping their heads up. They're going to do the show. I know they're going to rock it. So believe me, if you still have your ticket for October 22nd, you should keep it. You should go see Farewell My Love and then also go see I Am Ghost on November 4th because you'd be doing yourself a major disservice to not go see Farewell, My Love. So go to both. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a huge on I Am Ghost, especially uh, Lover's Requiem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. I Am Ghost is one of my all-time favorite bands. So you've got no complaints from me there, Ty. All right. So now... Shout out to Steve. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yay, agreements. I'm looking forward to when his book comes out, too. Yeah, I just want to see more artwork from him because his art is fucking sick. He's supposed to be doing the artwork for the book as well. Like, every chapter is going to have a new illustration and everything. So, I'm looking very much forward to that. All right, so who put on the last tour here? I did. Go ahead, buddy. The Word Alive announces the Overdose Tour for November and December with Volumes, Islander, and Invent Animate. There you go. And I remember specifically Jackson telling me about Invent Animate when I think you saw them. Who was that with? Was that with Convictions? or Siler, Era, and... Plot new. Ah, there we go. Plot new. Okay. So, and I listen to them, and I like them as well. Yeah, they're really good band. I, I'm glad to see they're on a big tour like this. I'm. I think this is their first big tour of this caliber. So good for them. Most likely, yeah. And since Jackson went ahead and mentioned a show that he's going to this Friday, I too have a show that I'm going Uh-oh. to tomorrow. Now, this is a weird one, though. I am hoping that I have many a story for you guys because this is not my style of music normally. Now, I bought this ticket originally because the things they carried were going to be opening, and obviously they're friends of the show, but if you remember a few episodes ago, maybe even a little bit more than a few, they recently disbanded, so they are no longer on the show. So now this show is, see if you, if you remember these guys, Wednesday 13 featuring Murder Dolls, One-Eyed Doll, Open Your Eyes, Deprived, and The Evil Streaks. So this is... 
a lot different than my normal than my normal style. I, mean, I just heard Wednesday heard 13. Yeah, this is going to be a lot different. So hopefully I'll have some good stories for everyone because this is not going to be my normal scene, but I'm really hoping that I love it. Being open to new music is always great. Yeah, and I'm going to go see Kane Hill on Long Island tomorrow with the homies in Varsity. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Ooh. It's going to be lit. Is that their headlining show that they were talking about? Uh, yeah, the couple of their headlining uh, dates. Oh, that's great. Yeah, let me know how Kane Hill is actually headlining a show because obviously I've only seen them at Warp Tour and they really haven't been able to do anything like that. I think they were just on tour with Insane Clown Posse, I think. No, nah, I yeah. think they were tour with uh, Trey and Bullet from My Valentine, I think. They were, but they were also on tour okay. with uh, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Insane Clown Posse. So. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of reviews coming up soon, so that's great. On sure. that note, let's go to our favorite portion of the show. Oh, yeah. Reviews. <laughs> Better ash than dust. Stick to your guns off of pure noise. It right. is relentless. Yes. Relentless Rips. DP. I would, relentless. I would totally agree. They they just they continue to build on those two. Yeah, they built on those two singles that they released first that were already as aggressive as fuck. And now they just went on top of that. And I think they did a great job. For sure. I would really like now it's it's a short EP. So yeah. it's you know, you'll run through it relatively quickly, but it's worth multiple listens. And it's just a lot of fun. They go back and forth very well with the clean and unclean, the spoken word, the breakdowns, just the anger and aggression that they have towards the shitty things that happen in this world. Sometimes you just need songs like that, you know? Yeah, there was like one song where the line goes, just give a fuck about something, then it goes into this brutal-ass breakdown. Yes. That, that definitely stuck with sure. Stand for something. Stand for oh, something because you're yeah, <laughs> or you're standing for nothing. Yeah, and it just it works. Yeah, just give a fuck. Just give a fuck about something. And you know, I wanted to before we continue with these reviews and everything. I don't know if it's confused. I don't know if it's tired. I don't know what it is. But labeling bands as that subgenre of rock or metal, you know what I mean? Because I'm having trouble now, and I think a lot of bands don't like to be pigeonholed into metalcore or into hardcore, whatever it happens to be. How do you guys feel about kind of moving away from labeling as much as we tend to do? I think it, I think it so much has to do with like the labeling and stuff like that. I think it's mainly just because of press. Because press always likes to label these bands as like a particular type of genre because there's so many million like subgenres of metal and hardcore and punk and it's hard to keep track with them. Right. And because metal has its own subgenres like progressive metal, death metal, thrash metal and hardcore has post-hardcore Metalcore, melodic hardcore, electronic core. Punk has like psychobilly, crab punk, crap, <laughs> really, really Jackson crap. Yeah, I think it so much has to do with uh, labeling and stuff like that. But I just go by like the general term because when I go to my iTunes and go on my iPod, I just label them like just like simply metalcore or progressive rock and all this other stuff. I don't really like to call any band like more than what they're what they're generally as. Because I just leave it to the band themselves to think, say, oh, we're not really a metalcore band, we're not a post-hardcore band, we're just a rock band. Like going well, back to the going back to the U's, saying they'll be 
they don't like being labeled, labeled as post-hardcore or screamo. They're just a rock band with a lot of noise. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that now bands don't even want to be labeled. So it's like, why are we trying to label them? Yeah, I just I just kind of leave that alone and just go with whatever. But you know we do it on the show all the time, right? I do. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe we should try and move away from that a little bit more. Yeah. If we can. I mean, it's okay to talk about a band that maybe people haven't heard of as much and say, oh, this is kind of in the vein of metalcore or hardcore. But instead of putting everyone into a category, we can just talk about the music, you know? Yeah, they're just bands. I I agree with the whole not labeling thing, but I feel like you kind of have to. Maybe not as, like, very definitive as, like, you know, mathcore and all that stuff. Like, that's just getting a little too much into it. But there should be a couple of subgenres. Like, let's say on the reviews we have um, Stick to Your Guns and the Too Close to Touch album. They both classify under metal, but they're two totally different bands that sound completely different. And, you know, the only way to really describe the difference between Stick to Your Guns and Too Close to Touch is by saying the subgenre of metal. True. And that's why I think so, I brought this up, too, is to see. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a to tough. To. Yeah. It's going to be tough to kind of wean ourselves off of it. But we can at least give the general instead of just like an argument or something started about like, oh, no, I hear this more as post hardcore instead of metalcore. Yeah, because they're all here for like the same reason. Right. Yeah, it's all the only entertaining. Thing, I yeah. think it's yeah. No, you're right. It, it's just entertainment, like Ian just said. It's it, the only way that it's bad to me is when someone goes out of their way and says, "I love metal, but I hate the post-hardcore bands, all of them, just because they're labeled as post-hardcore without even hearing them. If they hear that they're a post-hardcore band, they don't like them. Right. So I well, think it's wrong in that sort of sense. Well, it's tough shit for them because when it comes to the festival dates and all this other stuff, they're going to be all mashing together with different styles and stuff anyway. <laughs> and that was good. the Ian Hates take. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's good. Anyway. I'm glad we talked about to, that. Yeah, back to Stick to Your Guns. I think all the tracks are good, but I think the one moment in the last song, which is called The Suspend, I think if it sounds like it skips in one part, if I'm not mistaken, because it goes into like like the it's like the very very like last part of the song where you can hear like a couple like skippy kind of moments, like as far as like the drum beats and all that stuff is concerned. But it's still a good track. Yeah, they did it on purpose, right? I think so. Yeah, I just kind of got th- my favorite track off the. EP. Yeah, I got threw off for a second there because I'm like, what? Why is the track skipping? <laughs> No, I got you. I got you. Yeah, no, I think they did a really good job with this. I'm looking forward to seeing when they put something full together again as well. For sure. That song is classified as skip core. Oh, look what Jackson <laughs> did there. Bam. Shit. See, I didn't I'm say kidding. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next one then. I think we all recommend that for sure. Everyone yes. check out Stick to Your oh, Guns, yeah. Better Ash Than Dust on Pure Noise. Every Time I Die... Low Teens on Epitaph. Now, Ty, I saw you posting about this. You've been enjoying this a lot. Tell us your take. Yeah. My take on it is it's definitely a lot more emotional every time I die album as far as like their whole discography goes. And it's definitely, it's I safe to say that every time I die is more chaotic and much more like heavier and more crazy as they always been. But I think there's a little bit of a backstory for those who do not know. It's uh, basically Keith Buckley, the vocalist, 
um, had a crisis in his family where his wife suffered a complication during their pregnancy and there, she almost died and the baby almost died, but she has a, a daughter now and the, his wife are both healthy and it just kind of reflected on his uh, personal life and he decided to write about it and it's definitely a lot more emotional album compared to the previous works. Yeah. I don't want to go too far out on a limb here, but I think this is their best album. Yeah, they experimented a lot with like different tunings and stuff like that because you can kind of hear like a really sludgy kind of like vibe from this album. A lot of southern rock influences in this too. Yeah, they they elaborated more on the southern rock. You just did it. You just did it. Well, that's why I said we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put in. There's lots of influences, especially with a band like this. We're gonna have to do it. That's that's just adding to the case. Oh, you're right, Jackson. Okay, you're right. This is just rock music. You're right. Yes. <laughs> it's just like any other band. Yep. I thought this was, even though they were chaotic, even though they have a lot of tempo switches, even though they, they go through a lot of what Every Time I Die is, I think this was a good compilation of everything they've done because this is their eighth album, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, eighth album, which is amazing. And I know we've talked about this on the show before. Eight albums... This might be their best one. I'm so happy to recently be able to say for all these bands that these later on releases could be their very best. That's saying something big right there. And yeah, yeah, it's just it's all over the place, but it has a connection with the emotion that he's going through, with the emotion that the band's going through. I personally love Map Change. I don't know why. Matching. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves Matching. Yeah, I don't know why. I just it really sticks out and I love when it goes from the lyrical content to the chorus and it just when it does the transition, it just works so well. Yeah, I like um C++ Love Will Get You Killed and It Remembers with Brandon because it turns out that even though it's an odd collaboration with uh Brandon and Every Time I Die it turns out that Brandon is a big fan of Every Time I Die, and every t- and Keith is a big fan of Panic at the Disco, so it kind of worked out for everybody. And Map Change definitely is a good track for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm taking actually from both of you, from Ty, talking about how this is one of their most emotional albums, probably the most emotional, and you really do feel it throughout the album, and that is great. By the way, I also love Map Change. On another subject, <laughs> Ian, you saying you're going out on a limb and saying this is their best album? I'm right with you. I agree. This is probably their best too. Maybe not like by a long shot, but sure. I really do appreciate this album more than the other ones. And then knowing the whole backstory behind it and what Keith Buckley was going through throughout it all really does make it more special. And I, I guarantee you this album will hold a special place and every time I die is hard as well. Absolutely. Yeah, even though people are fans of Every Time I Die a long time ago, but I think this would definitely make a good connection with everybody who listens to this. So make sure you listen to Every Time I Die, Low Teens on Epitaph, and catch them on tour right now. I believe it's Beartooth, Fit for a King, Every Time I Die, and Old Wounds. Yeah, that's the one I'm definitely going to. Yeah, Halloween cool. Night. That sounds fucking awesome. That's great. Ooh, Halloween that's Night cool. is going to be so fucking sick. <laughs> Finally, it's so about time. So fucking sick. I'll be passing so out candy. So fucking sick. Pass out candy. I what? bought a whole bag of like, um, yep. what do we call it? The Tootsie Roll, like fruit uh, candy or something like that. I probably tossed those out. <laughs> <laughs> the 275 count bag. Ooh. See, Jackson, I thought you'd be actually trick or treating. I, w- I did last year. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> you stick your rollerblades on. Stick your rollerblades <laughs> no. on. Go over to the houses that have the full size candy bars. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah, Halloween night is going to be so fucking sick with that Beartooth show. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to come in their costumes and oh, all yeah. that shit. No, absolutely. It's going to be fucking sick as fuck. Once again, Can't we're going to we're going to have a great review of that show then too. Next band is Expire with with Regret on Bridge 9 Records. So this is their final record. They've yes. decided to call it quits actually organically. They're going to finish out the tour cycle, but they had already announced that this was going to be their final album. Yeah, it's a shame that I missed them when they were coming here with Stick to Your Guns and Straight from the Path. Yep. But yeah, I think the album the album is good. It definitely got a hint of like Mad Ball vibes in there, but I I haven't like listened to anything memorable from this album. It's just pretty it's pretty much your standard um, melodic hardcore album with like a couple like one minute or two minute tracks from Expire. But definitely for them, it's better to burn out than to fade out, or fade out than to burn out. I think they want to. Burnout then fade away, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what they want to do. Now I will say this, and it's you know, for me not doing as much of the hardcore scene as as usual, like I'm trying to get back into it. See, when I look back, especially like let's look back to last episode, if you gave me expire on this album and you gave me knock loose, I'm gonna take knock loose over this. I knew there was going to be a comparison when yeah. we brought up this album. I knew it. Because when I started listening to it, I was like, okay, I'm hearing some similarities, but I didn't connect with this one as much as I Agreed. did with Knock Loose. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because You're I welcome. feel exactly the same way. If you didn't bring up that point, I was going to because I, as soon as I started hearing this album, I started thinking of Knock Loose and their previous album, which I love. I don't want to say that I don't like that brand of music right it's not that it's just this album did not stick to me at all i went through it once and i didn't listen to it again i didn't like it there wasn't even a little shed of light on me that would make me want to hear it again it just it it just wasn't pleasant for me to hear oh honestly i listened to it a couple times and i liked it but it's not one of those albums where I'm going to go back and re-listen multiple times. Like, if it comes up on my playlist and everything, I'm like, yeah, expire. This is great. But it doesn't have that lasting feel to me. Right. That's yeah, all. I say the same thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I could, just, I could just go back and listen to expire whenever, like, on the iTunes Genius playlist or something. Oh, sure. And then I was like, oh, okay, then expire is there. But I probably listened to the album before this one. Yeah, and that's so, the thing. They yeah. haven't. They have a library that you can go back to for sure. And they decide to call it quits on their own. It's not like they are doing what they want to do and they want to go out the way they want to go out. And it's not a bad album by any means. At least in my opinion, it's not a bad album. It's just I didn't connect with it enough to be like I have to re-listen to this multiple times. Yeah, it doesn't have that effect at all. Right, right. So for anyone out there though, if you're looking for that hardcore melodic hardcore vibe. Check it out for sure, and especially if you're a fan of Expire, check it out because you're probably going to like it. But for me, yeah, it just didn't stick to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to still love Melodic Hardcore regardless. Yeah, this is, this is not the album to say, I am not listening to Melodic Hardcore anymore. Yeah, exactly, because of course people are going to take it that way. <laughs> they should not. Everyone, the more you know, the, the star just went across. Do not take it as, <laughs> do not listen to Melodic Hardcore anymore. So, Jackson, you and I are going to have a long conversation on this album right now i i I need it i want it (laughs) (laughs) well take it away then you start off all right the album of the week that i think is the best and probably up there with album of the year is too close to touch his newest (laughs) album haven't been myself on epitaph records i am in love with this album 
Oh man, it is every single track to me is honestly perfect. I didn't think they could top their last album, uh, Nerve, Nerve Endings, Endings. I believe yep. it's called. Exactly. Right. That was such a good album, and it put them on the map. It won them an APMA award. It put them out there. See, that album put them out there. This album cemented them out there. This album is going to take them to an even higher level than they already were, and I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Whether you like them or not, they will get up there. Well, here's my thing. So I love it too. I think it's awesome. I don't know, though, if this is going to cement them. What I'm a little really? concerned about, yeah, this is this is where I'm coming from on this album because I love Nerve Endings as well. And what's crazy, and I don't think a lot of people are mentioning it, if anyone has, Nerve Endings came out in 2015. That was on my top of the list of poppy post-hardcore bands. Like it was an amazing, amazing album. I also made sure I had to miss some major bands to go see them on Warp Tour because they hadn't toured anywhere around me, and they were awesome live doing this like they can really pull it off live as well but the problem i have is i think that nerve endings really disassociated them from the pack they mixed in that poppy post hardcore very very well where this album once again we're talking about subgenres, of course yep. it kind of a couple of these tracks took away from the post hardcore and moved them more into the alternative rock or melodic rock or whatever you want to call it and that's not a bad thing but i think it brought them closer to the pack and in a really crowded crowded area it's harder to like we can being fans of too close a touch we can tell it's a too close a touch record but if you put this on for someone else they might not recognize it that way and even though it is very very dark they took a very dark turn on this album and we'll talk about why in, in a little bit but I don't know if this segregates them from everyone the way they want to be. I think this brings them very much into the pack of who is this band compared to all these other bands we're already listening to, if that makes sense. I agree. I, I get where you're coming from. And, you know, it could go both ways. It could cement them or it could put them with that other pool of bands like you were talking about that they might not sound very distinctive from. Just like when they're compared to our bands, they're a huge standout, plus they're good. But if you put them in a pool of the bands of, that perform like their new album, then you're probably right. They will get compared to those bands, and it might not be in the best way possible because it's not that much of a difference. So I do get where you're coming from. But from a personal standpoint, I love it. I think it's yeah. their best album, and I think it will get them bigger. I do believe so. It's and that last song, Ely oh, or Alia, however I you say it, I can't stop listening to it. That song is amazing. So I think it's it's a common name, but it's spelled differently. It's E-I-L-E-Y. It could be Ellie, possibly. It might be Eli. It's one of those two. My apologies to everyone for, for saying it incorrectly. I tried to have my Amazon Echo. I tried to have Alexa like tell me how to spell it and she or how to say it, and she couldn't. So it's one of those two, Ellie, Eli. So... The backstory to that really quick, and actually the backstory to this whole album, I believe, is that Keaton, the lead singer of the band, now he does the screams and the clean vocals. He does both. I believe, allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly on this because he uh -oh. hasn't really talked about it as much, but a few sites have talked about it. I believe he wrote this album after his three-year-old sister died. 
and that's what Ooh. this song specifically that I believe that's her name. And I'll tell you, I'm I've been open with this on Ian hates movies when something like this comes up. This song like brought me to tears. I don't know if you can listen to the song and not be moved by it. I think there's probably something wrong with you if you aren't. It has more passion in it than I've heard in a long, long time. When he is just screaming in one part. I mean, the chorus is, take me instead. You only loved. I only consume. I'm worthless to the world. You're innocent and pure. God, why didn't you choose me over her? Like, that's just one. That's just the chorus. And the rest of it is talking about how his family, how it's hard for them to get by, how his parents are withering inside. Like, it's just nuts. And Jackson, just like you said, I just listen to that song on repeat. And I don't know if there's yeah. something wrong with me. I just... No. I love, I love hearing passion in my music. I love it. And I would tell you, if I, I already love this album too. I'm, I'm with Jackson. I don't know yet because it's so different from Nerve Endings. It's very hard for me to say it's better than Nerve Endings. I think they're just going to be on the level for me. But even if I hated the entire album, but this song was on it, I would still Ugh. say you should be going out and buying this album just because of this track. I agree. And see, there's it, we're not the only ones who think like this. I oh, can I'm guarantee sure. you that I was recently on their Twitter and they quoted two reviews that they got from magazines. I think it was all press and rock sound. One of them was, if you make it through Ellie unmoved, you're missing a heart. <laughs> and then the other album, the other review was, this album, including Ellie, will shake your insides. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of what we were just talking oh, about. Sure. When you hear this, you hear that passion so deeply that there's no way you can hear it and not be moved. I mean, it's yeah. impossible. That, that song, plus the rest of the songs, I think they all do put an impact on you. They really do. The passion is there in every single song. Obviously, Ellie has the most because right. it does such a very sensitive subject. But for a band to be able to apply that over and over, it really means that they care about what they're doing. They love the fans. They love the music. I mean, bands like this deserve respect. Yes. And that's what I'm giving them. Oh, absolutely. And just an aside before we go back to this, a joke about Rock Sound, because I like Rock Sound. But uh, let me ask you a question about that review. Is that like five lines? Is it no. like, how, how long is that review? It was literally that line, what I said. Yeah, that's it was, what I, it was like, like a line and two words. Yeah, that's Rock Sounds reviews of albums. <laughs> it, it, it's so fucking weird. And they'll make a yep. big, they'll put a post on Facebook and they'll put a post on whatever for you to click on it. They're like, best album ever. And then you that's click it. on it and it's four that's lines of, yeah, <laughs> that's a review of an album. But that's besides the point. Yes, this is one of those ones where I would love to hear this track acoustic. Give me oh, this same. track acoustic. I, I would love sick. to. Oh, I, I would love it. So I'm just saying it's terrible in a way to think of how this song came into being. But if you're going to memorialize someone or if you're going to ever, ever in your life explain to someone how passion, how feeling, how emotion can be put into music, this should be your example. Yep. And that's and you can. I mean, you could put this to everything in your life. If you lost a brother, if you lost a mother, like it can be put into anything of loss. 
But if this doesn't make you feel something, I don't know. Like I used to think I didn't have a soul, but I must have part. <laughs> I must have part of it still left there. Some of that hate hasn't hasn't gotten all of it because I song brought it up. Well, I told I said it in the Ian hates movies when we did fourteen oh eight. That scene with him and his daughter gets uh, me every fucking time. The every one time. Of the ashes. Yeah. Oh, that scene. Oh, that shit, scene is one of my yeah. all time favorite horror movie scenes. It's done so well. And then to hear this song, now it goes together. Now, I mean, it almost goes together now. Yeah, I can't talk highly enough. Even if that this whole album was trash, this <laughs> song makes everything worth it. And he's just talking metaphorically. Yeah, the, the, the album is not album trash. Is trash. We love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this album to me is impeccable. It yeah, really, this is so good. This is an angry, dark album that you can relate to your personal life in many, many different ways. The singles are great, but they also carry on to the other tracks as well. There's no doubt about that. They're definitely not as poppy, but it still has that edge to pop Mm -hmm. in it. You can feel yourself still singing along with it. The things you're actually singing are nowhere near what they were on Nerve Endings. So I can't remember the lead singer's voice, but he is so talented. Yeah, he does that great post-hardcore clean lyrics into the unclean scream that's yeah. his thing and like it works a perfect transition into the scream and he nails it every time and it's awesome yeah he does a very good job and i think what i wanted to mention before was nerve endings like i said 2015 this album now having been myself 2016 to put out two amazing albums back to back is very rare it's very yep. rare and people should be taking notice because if a band can do this, they could put out another amazing album next year. Yeah. Second albums are huge. Yeah. They, they make you and break you. They want you to prove that what you did the first time was not a fluke. You yep. know, they call it the sophomore slump, and they did not do that. To, no. In my opinion, they got better. But no. it, it for sure isn't worse. Oh, and no. They're no, definitely no. there. Like, this didn't make everyone think, oh, man, I'm just going to have to listen to the first album. Right. I think to to go ahead and round this off and to finish off and go into upcoming albums, Too Close to Touch, Knocked It Out of the Park. Make sure you check out this album, Haven't Been Myself, and also Epitaph, too. Two great albums out on the same day with Every Time I Die, so well done to them as well. Okay, so now going into upcoming albums. So it seems like we might have a lighter week next week. (laughs) It's a little possible. We're going to have... Thankfully. Yeah, I know, right? We're going to have Bad Seed Rising with Awakened Color on Roadrunner. Now, I mentioned I had seen them live. They have a couple EPs. They were on that tour with I Prevail. A woman lead singer who's very powerful. They're a very good band live, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they've done in this big, full first album. Like, very much looking forward to seeing what they do. So hopefully this turns out very well for them. Then... Like I mentioned on the show and like we mention on the show every week, you can send us your music and your music suggestions through ianhates.com as well as ianhates at gmail.com. And it turns out that a band reached out to us, a band that unfortunately I had never heard of before. And yeah, now, I was about to say, the band actually reached out to us and asked us to review this music. Now, I will let people know I have many bands that have reached out. Unfortunately, I'm very backed up with that. So please don't think that I just disregarded your your music. That's still upcoming. So I'm still getting to things. And this was the next band on the queue. 
So just so everyone knows, there are other bands as well. But now who knows how to say this name? Because I don't want to butcher it. Hegira? Is it Hegira? I'm sure we're going to talk to them. They're going to be on the show, so we'll get how yeah, to pronounce eventually. it. Yeah, but they're, it's spelled H-E-J-I-R-A. So either Hijira or Hijira, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. But they're a band out of Maryland, I believe. And they just had an album come out called The Sentinel. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to review that. So even though it doesn't come out this week, it did come out recently. And I think, if I'm not mistaken... We're all on the positive side for this one, so we're looking forward to going through this in depth. Yep. So they're, I believe, unsigned, and they deserve for you to listen. So their music's even on Spotify. If you're you're a little worried, you don't really know yet, go on Spotify, check out The Sentinel. Yeah, Bandcamp. Check them out. Throw them some money. See if they're going around live. But we're definitely going to talk to them, and I enjoy their album. So we'll go into depth next week. Yeah, I think I heard a song from Hegira recently, and I posted it on Twitter saying that Alex from Atreyu can't whine about them being whiny because <laughs> I don't think they're whiny at all. <laughs> I agree. Now, I saved this for last because I've been kind of losing it lately. I am more excited for this album than I think I've been for almost anything else recently. I heard the album sampler. Everyone hopefully heard my conversation with JT from Famous Last Words, this Friday, The Incubus finally comes out. And I got to say, I am so stoked. I, I don't know what to say. Like <laughs> I am counting down the minutes to this album. His favorite label is dropping you music. And one of my favorite bands. One of my favorite bands. Oh. And to continue the concept album route, if you listen to that album sampler, there is nothing in there that's anything short of an amazing track. So I am just looking forward to not only diving into, you know, bang the shit out of this, but then also (laughs) figure out the story. Like, I just, I love it. Everyone, you still have time. Pre-order the Incubus. Just do it the night before. Whatever. Just make sure, you know, you've got your shit covered because I think this is going to be a huge album. I completely agree. I'm so stoked for this. Ah, man. The Incubus. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) All that right. sample and that one, was so sick. I'm we, glad they yeah, did that. We literally might be, and look, it might just be me, probably just go oh. track by track. I know we don't normally go I'm track so by down track. For but it. yeah, I think that's an album we might have. Just like we might have to do it for Fit for a King too. All right, Breakdown from the Past. Ty, let's start with you. All right, Breakdown from the Past is a band that I've grown up with since 2003, 2004, when the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack came out, <laughs> and it's the almighty Chimera there from you go. Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> great, great metal band, metalcore band, whatever you want to call them, groove metal, whatever. They've been a band since 1998, starting doing like local demos here and there. They've come together from previous local bands from the Ohio scene, and they came together to create this six-person machine that uh, started off as a new metal band, even though they don't like to be called new metal, with the album called Pass Out of Existence in 2001. And they finally found their stride, in my opinion, when they released their landmark classic album, The Impossibility of Reason, which spawned a couple of tracks called Pure Hatred, Power Trip, and Down Again. Great album. Then a couple member changes came up, and then they released a darker album, which was their self-titled Chimera album in 2005. Then they 
got the lineup together again, which uh, which like the hard work was done with that lineup to create Resurrection two thousand seven. Then it went on through two thousand nine's infection. Then everybody just kind of like three key people left Chimera, leaving three key people with three replacements for the album The Age of Hell two thousand eleven. Then pretty much everybody quit Chimera and left the vocalist Mark Hunter to do their final album, Crown of Phantoms, which it was all right, but it didn't really grasp me as much as Impossibility of Reason, Self-Titled, and Resurrection did. They just kind of broke up because everybody, again, quit Chimera leaving the vocalist Mark Hunter, and they just kind of like dissolved from there. It's kind of a bummer for everybody who listened to Chimera in the past. And I recommend Impossibility Reason, self-titled Chimera album, and Resurrection. Three great Chimera albums. They were great for their time. And Carrie King from Slayer regarded them as like the next Slayer, which I don't really agree with. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check out Chimera for sure. And you'll, you'll still greatly miss Chimera. Thank you for the great music. Very nice. Jackson, what about you? My breakdown... From the past is a band called Texas in July. Oh, damn. Yeah, they are a super sick band. I think they released about six or five albums, and each one being absolutely amazing. Uh, it really did suck to hear them, you know, breaking up and all that stuff. It was, it was on good terms. It wasn't anything drama-related. Now, I do believe, and I hope the listeners can correct me if I'm wrong on this, they did start another band called Rival Choir. Yes. And it is another very, very good band that I listen to very often. And they're I don't on know t- if that's correct. They're on tour with someone right now, aren't they? Yeah, they're on tour with the for today's final yeah. show with uh, Gideon yes. and Wage War and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and JT, the vocalist, before they disbanded, is singing for Era now. Yes, and I love Era. Yeah. They all continue to do music, and you know they're all on fire. It, it sucks that Texas in July is no longer a band anymore. But you do still get their vibes from Rival Choir, and then you got JT doing big things in Era. You know, it's, it's still good to see that they're all pursuing their music. Right. Yeah, they went out with a bang instead of like a bad yeah. album because uh, no Blood Work is fucking sick. Very nice. And the first album was sick too. Mr. Ian, it is your turn. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> hey, it's so formal. So, <laughs> my breakdown from the past is a band called Paddock Park. Now, I'm not sure either of you have heard of them. They were Say that five times fast. Paddock Park, Paddock Park, Paddock Park, Paddock Park, Paddock Park, Paddock Park. Bam. You did that better than Fuck I thought. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Podcasting master right here. Oh, and even man. though I've been like fucking up words all night because I've been sick. So <laughs> at least I got that out. That worked. Aw. Yeah, I know. It's a change Poor in Mr. weather. Ian. Yeah, it's a change in weather. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, but anyways, Paddock Park, they were a short-lived band. Had an EP in 2007 and then their full length in 2008, A Hiding Place for Fake Friends on Eulogy Records. Now, I just think it was straight up fun, post-hardcore metalcore. And it was just like every track. It was that low tune guitar, but nice riffs in it with the back and forth dueling vocals of the cleans and uncleans. I think every track is worth a listen. I think it's just one of those fun albums that... You don't have to go too much in depth. You know, it's mostly relationship stuff, but it's uh, it's a lot more fun. There, there's just a little bit more topic. fun. It's a it's an aggressive <laughs> fun type of thing though that they do, and they only lasted a little bit. They disbanded in 2009. Oh, but, wow. oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's worth checking out, especially on uh, Eulogy Records. Yeah, and Eulogy Records has been like a 
I talked about label for some a while back in the day. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. This is I mean, when you think about the bands that have copied a band like this, it's a huge number because this band only made, you know, that one. Now, the whole story behind this though is that their vocalist Brian Calzini, I think he's a very good. So I think Brian Calzini is very good at was, what he does. Wait, Brian Calzini was the vocalist for Sleeping with Sirens, yes, before, right? But after Uh-oh. so as soon as this band disbanded he went and created Sleeping With Sirens, but he only did two songs with them on that first EP or album before Kellen Quinn was like, I want to go in a different direction with this. So they parted amicably, and then he started a new band called We Are Defiance, who is still around yeah, right now. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember now, that. We Are Defiance is still along the same vein as Paddock Park but I was always more of a Paddock Park fan compared to We Are Defiance. Now, I think the interesting thing, though, is we do break down from the past for bands that are no longer around. Now, I had not heard anything whatsoever from Paddock Park since, like, 2011, maybe. Like, they still had, like, a Facebook on, and, you know, every once in a while you'd be like, look at the old stuff from three years ago. Check out We Are Defiance. You know, check this out. They just did one post in... September, right recently, like September 11th or something like that, saying anyone want to hear something new or something like that. So they what? might, yeah, so they might be getting back together. Is Brian Calzini still a member of the band? Well, he's he created the band, and I think he, since they're still doing We Are Defiance, I don't think We Are Defiance is done. But if he wants to bring back Paddock Park, I'm I'm completely fine with it. So, That'd be cool. Keep yeah. up with that for sure. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, and I had forgotten that he had went and formed Sleeping With Sirens because he was only in there for a little bit, but he is a founding member of that band. Yeah, supposedly everybody likes him more than Kellen Quinn, supposedly. Respectably. Well, well Kellen Quinn's making that money, though. That movie, yeah, uh... there's supposed to be uh, Kellen Quinn doing the only the singing and Brian Calzini doing the screaming. And Brian Calzini, he can do both, so maybe there were some issues there. Obviously, yeah, if you pretty hear... much everybody just threw Sleeping With Sirens aside because they became a pop band now. Sleeping I... With Kellen Quinn. Are we talking about? They became. <laughs> that's that's basically the bit. Like people who like them, it's just because they like Kellen Quinn. Like yeah, I guarantee you, the Brian is a better vocalist than Kellen Quinn, but they go for the prettier face. Well, check Kellen out Quinn featuring Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check out Paddock Park for sure, and you'll see the difference between not only the musical styles but also what they're singing about too. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Kellen too. and the Sirens. Kellen and the skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I think that brings us to the end of Breakdown from the Past. So I just wanted to make a couple announcements. We have two conversations coming up that are already all taken care of, so they'll be coming out in the next couple weeks. So I mentioned the Ryan Kirby conversation that's coming out, Fit for a King. That's a lot of fun talking about Death Grip. That's going to be out either today when this episode comes out or the next. So that way you have plenty of time to pre-order Death Grip coming out on October 7th. But then also, I have Jake from Morning in May, great pop punk band. Talk to him, and you would not believe the things that come up in that conversation. Let's just say <laughs> one of Jackson's favorite movies, the Twilight Uh-oh. series, comes up. No, shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. I never said that. I've only seen one of those movies. Oh, God. 
Jackson, we're learning too much <laughs> embarrassing stuff about you, man. It's that not even funny. Shit. I do not like the Twilight But I, I like the scenery of Twilight, though, but I don't like the movies. No, no. See, this is what I was talking about earlier. Where Ian gets one little <laughs> thing and just expands it as much as he can. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, you've seen one more than I have, Jackson. So that's that's one thing. But I'm not kidding you when that movie and series comes up a lot. So let's just leave oh, it at God. that. It's interesting. So I think you'll have I mean, fun. I think everyone no will have spoil fun. It, but that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything that will lead up to talking about Twilight. Exactly. Interview. Yep, exactly. So that's something to look forward to. Another great one coming up is Jeremy from the band Landfill. Landfill's new EP, actually their first EP, is coming out October 14th. And this is one where Tuck O'Leary from Fit for a King has kind of taken them under his wing. Let me just tell you, I really, really enjoy that EP, and we're going to be talking about it soon enough, but this conversation is a lot of fun, too. We had to cut it a little bit short because it was right before the presidential debate, but it's still a lot of fun, and you learn a lot about the band and where they're going. So. Fucking I can't believe I just debate. heard you say that. What part? I had to cut it short to hear Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton speak to each other. This one wasn't Holy my choice. It wasn't my choice. Ty Rock. Okay, Ty Tie for president, make every make America blackened again. <laughs> <laughs> like salmon? Black and make, make America blackened again. <laughs> Strip the world and paint it fucking black. There you go. That's a good saying for the end of the show. So, Jackson, do you have anything you want to plug? Guys, can't stress this enough. Please rate us on iTunes. We love to hear the reviews or see them and see the stars go up. We are very passionate about what we do. We care a lot about what we do. We love it. And to hear your love on us is amazing. And your love on us. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Here on Ian Hates Music, we do like to hear your love on us. That is true. Yes. yes. Spread, spread the love. <laughs> Word of the episode today is love, everybody. Aww. Help, us, love help, us reach for, help us reach for the stars. We like to go there with you. Very nice. Love for everybody. Love, love, love. <laughs> well, that's yeah, all love. And, uh, Spread the love on Twitter, Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast. Lots of love on there. I mean, we're just, we're just like three loving guys. We're awesome. It's very true. Very true indeed. Yeah. Well, Ty, what do you got? Basically, just talk to us. Interact with us. We don't bite unless you want us to. <laughs> but um, So, yeah. Yeah, we just love to talk about music with you guys. Anything you want to talk about, feel free to talk to us about it. And we'll probably work that into the show sometime in the future. And I ha- also have a music blog, which, of course, is no stranger to nobody because I'm going to be posting a lot more show reviews soon. And, yeah, just keep uh, checking this out. And I also have a photography, which you can check out. It's on Instagram at Ty underscore Rock City Photography. A lot of stuff coming up and hopefully with the show that I go to, with the shows I keep going to, it's you're going to probably see a lot more band shots and all the other stuff. So keep an eye out. Expect nothing less. Vote tie for president. <laughs> Make America blackened again. Strip the world of painted black. That's all I got to say. And I will just continue on with that trend as well. Like Jackson said, if you can go ahead and take the time, rate us on iTunes. Give us that five stars if you like what's going on here. It really does help us. You can go ahead and not only subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, all that stuff, but you can also stream and download every single episode of Ian Hates Music as well as Ian Hates Movies on www.ianhates.com. You can also get in touch with us 
ianhates at gmail.com. You can fill in the submission form, which many bands have done on ianhates.com, and send in music that way. Get our attention, talk to us, interact with us, Twitter and Instagram. It's at Ian Hates Podcast. And then on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. We still have so many more surprises coming up, so many more conversations with everyone. It's a lot of fun. We're getting a lot of stuff out there. I'm just, I'm loving it. Just like we said, the theme of the show is love. So make sure you check out all love. those bands we talked about today. Get ready for next week. Next week is going to be a lot of fun. And the week after, we have so many amazing bands with amazing music coming out. I don't care if you don't know these bands. Listen up. We're going to tell you what's good. We're going to tell you what you should check out. Even if we don't like it, make sure you still check it out. Support the bands you love. Support Ian Hates Music. Support all of us. This is a lot of fun. We really appreciate it. To all you haters out there, thank you very much. Continue listening. So, Jackson, what are your final words? Uh, I remember what I was supposed to say last episode for my yes. final words. And it is food ain't free, everyone. <laughs> Ty, I know I don't you know said why it. We determined that was our last words, but that was what we determined. No, that was very strange. It's in context that would have made more sense. Ty, yeah. <laughs> Ty I want to hear your string again, though. Expect nothing less than go Team Canada. They're killing it in the World Cup of Hockey right now. <laughs> That's a little oh, different than what I thought you were going to go for. Okay. Fire with. And I will leave you the way I always do long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.